Welcome to the TV show, a show where we talk about TV. I'm your host, Jay Black, and each week I'm joined by Philadelphia radio legends Angelo Cataldi and Rhea Hughes to discuss the best shows, latest news, and biggest controversies in television. We're in a new golden age of TV, and we're here to talk about it. So, let's get to it. And welcome back to the TV show, everybody. My name is Jay Black. I'm joined, as always, by Rhea Hughes and Angelo Cataldi. But this day, we have a super special guest. Hold on. Hold on. First of all, my wife just spent 10 minutes blow dried her hair. And I look up at the screen, and your do is a don't. <laughs> what the hell is that, Jay? I, you know, I, so I usually like take a whole shower and and do yeah. the hair up. Uh, this time, I honestly thought, well, I took a shower last night. I just run my fingers through my hair; it'll oh be fine. God. I was obviously incorrect. If you're not watching this on YouTube, uh, don't start because you don't want to take a look at this. Uh, I do look quite a mess, but uh, both Gail and Rhea look lovely as always. Angelo, you. you look presentable, and I look like a homeless person that wandered into the podcasting studio here in my house. So uh, I, as you may know, if you follow this podcast, I am a huge succession head, and I've been trying to get... Uh, Angelo and Rhea on board on this train. They have refused. I don't know what I need to do to get them. Uh, I, I wrote in our little podcast preview. I want to talk maybe not about succession, but maybe around a succession. And I had a lot of topics to talk about. And Angelo wrote back. My wife, Gail is a huge fan and she's going to be joining us to talk about this. I'm so excited that I get to talk succession with another smart person who gets it. I am about to invoke my first pinch hitter. Here is my lovely wife, Gail, a big fan of Succession. Gail, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. And thank you. Thank you for being so smart as to love Succession like us smart people do. Now, you're a huge fan of the show. Did Are you a person who was a fan from day one? Like, did you jump on the train or did you find it late? I found it late. So I think I had to catch up on season one during season two and then just binged after that. Right. Um, yeah. It's, it's very captivating. You, people, they just are such bad people. <laughs> <laughs> they just, you know, even mothers with children, fathers with children, children against children, husband against wife. They're, everybody yes. is cutthroat. They the are awful. Part of this show are the words they make up to call each other every, <laughs> every anatomy part, put it with a different word and call each other. It it's, it's hysterical. The the writing on succession is as good as any TV show currently being produced. It's Jesse Armstrong is the head writer who uh, you might know from veep. And I agree with you as someone who is both a comedian and who plays in Philadelphia. So I got to be quick with insults if necessary. There is no better group of people to be insulting you than the, uh, than the Roy family. They're fantastic at it. Sometimes I go back, I go, what did he just call him? (laughs) (laughs) So you found it in second season, which is actually the worst season to find it in because then you had to do what I did and wait through the pandemic which was like, you know, that cliffhanger at the end of uh, season two. It was like two years before we got to see what happened with that. It was brutal. It was. Uh, 
But we got this one in fairly short order. I think it was only a year. And did you watch the season four opener? Yeah, I did. I did. And the recap, you know, like I'm finding this with a lot of shows now that, you know, it was over a year and I'm kind of forgetting what happened. Right. Yeah. Um, And and, um, so I I watched the recap. I didn't think the recap did a great job because once it started, I was like, what? What? (laughs) Yeah. And I basically had to stop and watch last season the the ending of last season to get back up to date again and then get back in it. Right. And you know what? You you can't go wrong with that last episode of season three. One of the best hours of TV. Kendall sitting in the sand telling, uh, you know, I, I guess we can do spoilers here, uh, but like admitting to his brother and sister that he killed a guy. And, uh, you know, you I know they're awful people, Gail. I know they're awful. But when Roman makes Kendall laugh, when in that season three finale, when he goes, right. you know, you think it was bad. I had to wait three quarters of an hour for a gin and tonic. Right, right? right. That is as close as love that these people get to. Right. I mean, it's as, cl- as close as they get is that. And I was actually moved by it. I know it's a silly line, but it's like Kendall made his brother feel better. The first person to do that mm-hmm. in two seasons, uh, which which I thought was great. Usually they're at each other's throats. Right. And and that's when we get to the start of uh, season four. They're not at each other's throats, really. Shiv and Roman and Kendall are are, are back together fighting against uh, uh, Logan. And I'll say this. I got the feeling, Gail, that Logan misses his kids a lot and he just doesn't know how to say it. I and mean, would you agree with that? No, he's just a nasty man. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a- I love it. I, I don't even want to repeat what they're calling his new girlfriend, but he, he's got her now. Right. Yeah. Uh, Carrie is what they're yeah. saying. And when Roman was talking to Carrie and said, could you please take my father? Well, I won't even get yeah, into it. Right. Those, you know. say what they say. Right. Uh, we see, because I thought that whole sort of existential crisis that Roman or Logan was going through where he takes his bodyguard out and says, you're my best friend. And the bodyguard looks like what? Yeah. This is the first time we've ever spoken together. Uh, you know, it was kind of a, a moment of, or when he turns to everybody, goes roast me, you know, and uh, which, by the way, Greg's roast was the best. You know, where are your kids? Uh, lovely. Um, that that moment to me was like just this great moment of uh, I want people that make me feel something, even if it's negative in my life, and that's what his kids did for him. So, uh, yeah, I he, you're right. He is a nasty, empty person, and it's we're seeing him at his lowest. Yeah. Yeah, but my um, my prediction for the end of the season is Goofy Cousin Greg's going to walk away with the whole thing. <laughs> that would be wonderful. We'll, if talk Greg, we'll talk about it later. Yeah, when at the we got to have you back for the end because if that comes true, uh, I'm taking you and Angelo out for food because that would be... I'm on a fixed income now. <laughs> uh, I, I'll say Greg and Tom, the two best characters currently on TV. If mm-hmm. they do a spinoff show where they just travel the country solving mysteries, I'm in. <laughs> uh, but I loved it. So are you are you making Angelo watch or do you watch by yourself? No, I just watch by myself. Yeah. Good, that's Good plan. Yeah. yeah. Well, is he, well, let me ask you this, because when I watch with my wife something that I don't like, I have a bad habit of talking through it and being annoying. Is Angelo like that? Please. Of course. (laughs) He inserts commentary the whole time. Yeah. When he really likes something, does he get engrossed and quiet down? Is that how you can tell? Or does he commentate even when uh, he's happy? No, he he commentates all the time. (laughs) Hello, Jay. Are you familiar with him? 
Uh, yeah, well, I, yeah. this is Angelo in his natural habitat. Who knows? Yes. Maybe he gets real quiet when he's watching a show that he really likes. No. Uh, all right, last question, and then uh, I'll, I'll let you uh, uh, go. The the Are you a person, because one of the things I wanted to talk about with Angelo and Rhea was I, I immediately go to websites and read the review, and I listen to the podcast. Like, The Ringer has two podcasts about succession. It's like my favorite thing to go and do. Are you a person that does that, or are you just a, I watched it and I'm done? Watch it and done. Never, never follow up. And you know what? I can tell that's why you're a happy, well-adjusted person because <laughs> I'm a lunatic going, I got to find out more about this. And my wife is like, you know, you have wife and kid to take care of. And I'm like, yeah, but I got to find out about Kendall first. Let's get right, there. Right, 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 well, right. So um, I heard you guys talk about um, Daisy and the Six. Yes. Yeah, I had read that book probably like five or six years ago, and it was a phenomenal book, and I couldn't believe it came out as a movie. Did you did you watch the, uh, the miniseries? I did. I did. And I think my husband wants to talk about that. So. Yeah, I, I want to chat about it, too. I'm just going to give you a preview of this. Uh, Rhea and I both felt the same way, which was as we were starting it, we were like, eh, I don't know if I'm going to like this. Right. And by like eight minutes in, I'm like, I got to clear my schedule because I got to watch all of this. It's so right. good. It is all the way till the end. You have to watch till the end. I'm five episodes deep. And as soon as I'm done this, I'm supposed to do taxes. I'm not doing taxes. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to go sit and watch the government can figure it out themselves. <laughs> but uh, Gail, this was lovely. Thank you so much for uh, joining us. I hope uh, we weren't uh, too difficult to deal with. I know Rhea can be a bear, but uh, me, I'm very oh. charming. All right, guys. Thanks. <laughs> Gail, thank you so much. That's Gail, Gail Cataldi, everybody. Joining us on the podcast. Yeah, applause is necessary. That's exciting. That was exciting. My, I lost my camera. The best there. part of the podcast has just ended, people. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, it's funny you said that, though, because I, uh, uh, getting to Daisy Jones, I I read everything after I see something I like. Or really? And uh, the Daisy Jones story, the whole thing is just so great. If people are not watching this, Get to Amazon Prime and watch it. Yeah, you can now binge the whole thing. I didn't have that benefit. They they released three, yes, then they released three more, and then they released the end. Right? I think it's ten in total. Ten it's total. Yeah, phenomenal. It's kind of soap opery, but I don't know. I loved it. I thought it was one of my favorite things this year. And so there was actually virtually no chance I was going to watch this because you know it's not my genre. Right. But I got ordered to by Jay. Yes. And, you know, Angela will tell you when I do eventually get ordered to do something for homework, I will do it. <laughs> she'll get to it eventually. And she will, but she'll tend to go negative at that point because she's got a little attitude. Right. Angela, I loved it. Yeah, I huh? Really Isn't that weird? And the thing is, I mean, Riley Keough is the main, she's yes. Daisy Jones, and she's the granddaughter of Elvis Presley. Yeah. And, and really, I've yes. seen her. The only thing I'd ever seen her in was a real sexy show. The first season of Girlfriend Experiment, right? right. It was uh, the Girlfriend Experience. And and she was good at that. She doesn't sing in that. Am I wrong or is she a terrific singer? Yeah. She's great. She's proof that if there is an ineffable it quality, yep. it is genetic. Yes. Number one, Under I don't have it. Number two, yeah. Elvis did. And it, she, well, because Jay, she's not a classic beauty. No, no. But there are times when the camera hits her, and I'm like, "Wow, she yeah, I'm hops. going." 
you know, just, just, be, and, and, and like I said, I didn't think I, I cannot, well, I'm like, Jay, I have something to do after this and I cannot wait to get back to it. Yeah. I loved how they started out. Like it was an MTV interview, yep. you know, with these people, the, this band 20 years later, I went, Oh, could we just get to that? Cause I want to find out why they all, you know, what happened? I just, I'm really, really liking it. And it will hold up all the way through to the end okay. of the season. Now, Here's what I read about it. What was interesting, because you know me, I, I'm obsessed with finding out about stuff. The woman who wrote the book, because I'm looking, I'm going, this kind of reminds me, 1977, I was a kid, but I have a lot of older brothers and sisters who were totally into Fleetwood Mac. And yeah. she wrote it Bingo. because she saw Fleetwood Mac one time. She saw a video or something and was convinced that Lindsay, she was like 13, convinced that Lindsay Buckingham and Stevie Nicks were in love. And her mom had to tell her, well, yeah, they dated at one time, but they're not. And it literally broke her heart because she went, I saw this moment when they were singing to each other that they were completely in love. So she kind of, and you can tell the way yeah. Riley Keough dresses right. and everything that's going on with the band, but I didn't know it was loosely based on Fleetwood Mac. Oh, no. But here's the thing in the show. If you'll see, they don't even hide the connection with Fleetwood Mac. Look at the way Riley Keough dances when yeah. she's singing. That's Stevie Nicks. Yep. She's got the the hand movements and all. That's Stevie Nicks. Yeah. And but and the music that they wrote is in that style. Yeah. I, do you know I downloaded two of the songs? That's how much Thank I you. like this. Really, I downloaded two of the songs. Now, so, now there's one other aspect of this, Jay. I told you I had a lot on it. Yeah, sure. It was designed based on the book as an all-inclusive miniseries right. designed to end. But it is getting such a claim. They said now they would consider bringing it back if they had a good angle. Well, I, I got an angle for him. Just Go ahead. Well, I mean, the whole thing, It, I mean, just because of the first episode, it's sort of built around that show at Soldier Field, right? That yeah. ends in yeah. with yeah. 77 or whatever. Right. And it seems like they're filming it in the late 80s, early 90s, yeah. which if I remember, there was a little bit of a Fleetwood Mac kind of revival in the late Bingo. 80s, early 90s. So just have yeah. it set, I mean, the, against the, the reunion, 90s, right? Reunion tour. The yeah, band right. gets back together exactly. 20 years later. That's what you Tell do. me that isn't season two. <laughs> and, and let me tell you something. The guy, uh, Sam Claflin, playing Billy oh, Dunn. Good. He's so good. He's so handsome. Yeah. But like in his, like the flashbacks before he grows the beard, he's like regular handsome. But yeah. in the the ones where he's got the beard and he's he's talking, yeah, he's like a model, this guy. It's, it's like, ridiculous. It's, yeah. it's a little, you're like, this guy's not real. The AI generated him. But <laughs> in general, it's got a cast of super beautiful people. We oh. were talking uh, Suki Waterhouse as uh, Karen Serko. Awesome. Who, uh, oh. Yeah. His brother is in love with her, and I get it. I'd be in love with her, too, if I was in the band. But also, uh, Camilla, I, I think we were talking Maroney or Marone. Yeah. As Camilla Dunn, who did you ever see a movie called That Thing You Do? It was Tom yes, Hanks directed yes. it. Yes, Tom she's, Hanks. Yeah, she's given off Liv Tyler vibes oh, in that movie. Yes. Same kind of look with the dark hair and the sort of like love of the band. Um, all the way through, just entertaining. I wish though, and I, I I could be wrong about this. The only criticism I have of the whole thing is they use uh 
I think computer effects to make it look like they're filming with 1970s yeah. film. Don't do that. It doesn't, no. it never looks right. It always just no. looks like somebody put like a, like a, a, a film premiere filter over yeah. top. Yeah, yeah. Don't do that. Other than that, I, the, the last thing I'll say that I loved about it in the final uh, moments of the pilot episode, when she plays, when Riley Keough plays the music for the first time and she's happy and she yeah. walks out and Carol King drops that needle drop of yeah. um, I feel the earth move, which as yeah. someone, you guys know, I'm learning the piano, right? This is my thing oh. that I've been teaching myself. Very nice. Uh, I'm terrible at it. No, you don't. Don't say great, <laughs> Angelo, because if you say great, I'll go play it. Uh, no, don't do that. That riff, that piano riff is one of my all time favorite piano riffs. And that moment as she's walking is just, you're like, okay, I'm in for whatever they want to do. Yeah. That's great. Go Zay watch Pete this. Jones and the six on Amazon prime run to see it. It's great. Thank you. So uh, we were talking with your lovely wife, Angelo, about how you handle watching a show you don't like. Mm. I, I am very similar. Mm. I do not handle it well. Um, my wife is currently obsessed with the new season of Love is Blind. Love is Blind season four. Are you guys familiar with the premise of this show? Yes. yes I familiar. Am. Don't care for it. Yeah. it's They yeah. fall in love before they see each other. They have to propose to see one another. And uh, it's just filled with awful people. It's an awful premise. Nick Lachey, who you may remember, was married yep. to Jessica Simpson yep. for a yep. while. He hosts it with his wife. I don't want to be too mean because his wife patrols mm. on Twitter. And if you say something mean about Nick, she'll show up in your comments, oh. which uh, I've learned the hard way. So I'm not going to say anything mean about Nick. It's nice that she has his back like that. Um, but I'm convinced that Nick Lachey does about eight minutes of recording per month for all of the shows that he does because yeah. he's never in the same room with these people. Yeah. It's it's always like it's Nick and his wife going, hey, we're in Mexico. And then he leaves. And I keep doing Nick as like we're watching it going, guys, I got four minutes before I'm contractually obligated to leave and I'm not staying a second longer. And you're upset that somebody has a gig like that. I would like a gig like that. He probably makes tremendous money. Yeah. Uh, I won't, to try no, to I'm, interpret to those who maybe even knew Rhea and I through our radio show, Nick Lachey is Al Morganti. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's our title. That's the title of the episode. Nick Lachey is Al Morganti. <laughs> uh, so you guys aren't familiar, not watching it uh, at all, but um, do you guys uh, have a show that you sort of have to watch with a spouse or a uh, boyfriend, uh, like, you know, or with your family, maybe your son, Rhea, that you don't want to watch? Do you bite your tongue? Do you not bite your tongue? How do you handle it? Or do you just go to your separate rooms? Because I try to watch with my wife. Very difficult because I'm kind of a jerk. Well, there's reason we have like five TVs in the house. It was really difficult when my kitchen was under construction because the kitchen sunroom is where I watch my shows. So I have to say when Clark and I were forced to watch TV shows together in the living room when I didn't have a kitchen or a sunroom, we found out what we like and what we don't like. That's how we fell in love with Only Murders in the Building. Right. And we cannot, we are season three, uh, we cannot wait for, um, but so we know, like, I know what he likes. He knows what I like. And occasionally we'll like stuff together. But we normally, because he's got a TV in his bedroom and I've got my TV in the sunroom, we don't have to watch stuff together. Yeah. Right. And with me, it's simple. When I watch way more TV than Gail. When I'm, I start something, if it, it looks good, I go, that's a Gail. And I stop and then I wait for her. Oh, uh, that's nice. I do with Daisy Jones, right? But there's a lot of other stuff. 
I watch a lot of, of, of French films and stuff like that, and that wouldn't be something she would like. No. But yeah, it's very important that you do that. And uh, when I'm watching games, like Rhea's, when she's watching games with Clark, yeah. uh, my sources tell me Clark has learned new language. Like oh, they- God, yes. I, I told you guys, <laughs> the day after the Super Bowl, I was compelled to apologize to him. So, yeah, that, was a, that was a moment for me. So, Perfect. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, let's switch from something that nobody likes. Love is blind to something everybody likes. British Corner. What do you got for us yeah. this week, Rhea? So it's it's not British, but it's European. So I, I believe that it falls under the umbrella. And well, I'll tell you, it was a recommendation by my brother, Michael, who normally he and I don't like anything together. And I was ch- Angelo told me I had to bring it up. I got chastised by him when I was down at spring training. He sent me a text and said he watches YouTube all the time which for his age bracket is a little unusual. He goes, I'm on YouTube and all of a sudden I see you and my vase that I bought in the kitchen. And I'm wondering why you never told me you were on YouTube. So I have to get the (laughs) word out. Uh, He watched the entire show, absolutely loved it. Uh, So we have to let more people know that we're on YouTube. But he recommended this show called The Law According to Lydia Poet. It's an Italian show. It is on Netflix, six episodes. It is dubbed in English, but it's it's uh, the British English, so I, it's kind of like a British show. It's like Lupin. After about ten to fifteen minutes, you will never notice that it's dubbed in in English. You, you, it doesn't matter. Here's where I will tell you I love it. It's based on the tr- true story of a woman, Italian woman, in the 1800s who became a lawyer. You know, went to school, passed everything, passed the law bar, but was disbarred for a very simple reason. She was a woman. So the only way that she can do cases is with her brother, who's also a lawyer. Their uh, relationship is hysterical. It's six episodes. They're all standalone, different cases. Here's where I will tell you I love it. First of all, the woman, and I want to get her name right. It's Matilda De Angelis. She's gorgeous. And about five minutes into the first show, fully naked. Oh. Because... Yeah, oh, we're gonna let's guys. end the podcast. Let's go watch Angela. And I'm busy today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she here's the thing. This is why I really do love European and British shows. They don't re- like I do a lot of murder shows, but you don't see the violence. They have absolutely no problem with nudity. Yeah. So she's having sex with a guy in like the very first scene, and she stands up, she's totally naked, and she's gorgeous. There's also a full frontal male uh seat in there, which was very oh, interesting. Oh, no. But <laughs> but here's what's cool about it. The yeah, I know it was kind of, but it's the 1800s. The costumes in it. If the person who designed the costumes in this doesn't win an award, they're absolutely gorgeous. I mean, the way these people dressed in the 1800, gorgeous. Um, it's real. I don't normally do historical pieces. The I, I do like the mysteries that are in it, but it's more about her, Matilda, who plays uh, Lydia Poet. She's phenomenal. She's gorgeous. She's a great actress. She's feisty. She's what you never expect from a woman in the 1800s. This woman did eventually, I don't know if they're, because I'm only like four episodes in. She eventually, they made her teach. They said, you cannot be a lawyer. At the age of 65 in the 1800s, she finally was able to become a lawyer. Wow. Never gave it up. So I, I love it. It's really good. I think people will like it. Here's here's uh, it got a hundred percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes, ninety one percent audience. So critics love it. Audience loves it. So I can I highly highly recommend it. And that's Netflix, right, Rhea? It's on Netflix, correct? Okay, 
I'm looking at uh, uh, Matilda DeAngelis now, and uh, yes, I can confirm, very attractive. I know so. what you two were doing this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do love that story, though, because, you know, it's it, this idea that, uh, you know, it's it's shocking. You know, we still deal with a lot of it today, but that somebody had to work this hard uh, just to do the thing that she loved. Uh, so, yeah, it's a very inspiring idea. And, uh, yeah, check it out. Absolutely. Um, if there's a version of it that didn't have nudity, I would share it with my daughter who is thinking about being a lawyer. Now there's this woman is is a free flowing kind of woman in the 1800s yeah. and I love her. Not that my not that my daughter I would have anything wrong with my daughter seeing stuff like that so much as she would be grossed out I think at the idea that yeah. uh, adults get naked. I don't think she yes. believes that adults ever get naked. The full frontal male part is not for your daughter. No. No, no. No, no. 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 <laughs> Never no. ever part for my daughter. Never. Uh, Speaking of kids, uh, Teen Corner, what do you got this week? What did you and so Clark So we watch? have Riverdale for Clark. Um, Clark uh, started watching this. This is what's interesting about Riverdale. Started in 2017 and obviously aimed at teenagers. Uh, Clark, uh, it got 81% of Rotten Tomatoes, um, but the audience only gave it a 50%. Clark was a little more generous. He gave it 6.8. It's, I uh, believe, entering its sixth season now, which will be the last season. Here's where it kind of intersects with adults. We all grew up with the Archie comics, right? You know, right. Jughead, Veronica, um, Archie, Betty. It's basically loosely based on the Archie comics. It's kind of like a very stylish Archie comics with all these beautiful kids playing all of these, uh, all of those people. But it's it's based in high school. These kids are in high school, and it deals with the death of one of their classmates. A little bit of a supernatural. Somebody said. It was um, uh, Dark Shadows meets Beverly Hills 90210. Oh, okay. So All right. He really he really liked it. It got really great reviews for like the first three seasons. Kind of went down a little bit, came back up. He just thought it was fun. And he goes, you know all these people? And I said, Clark, I read the Archie comics growing <laughs> up. So he was shocked that I knew all of the characters. But they've been made into a modern form of a high school that your kids might like. It's right. fairly it's fairly amazing that the Archie format has been able to be such a chameleon in pop culture that somebody looked at 1941, like, Jay. That's right. when it started. It was wow. a, I remember reading I was on vacation yep. one year and I picked up one of those Archie uh, compendiums when I was like 9 and it was like jalopies and hamburgers and somebody <laughs> looked at that and said, "What if there were also ghosts?" <laughs> yes. <laughs> Made a TV series. <laughs> what if there were sexy ghosts in this? Uh, is it one of and the you characters? can find it everywhere? It's it's available on the CW. It's available on Netflix. You can download it on Apple TV, Amazon. I mean, it's it's really readily available anywhere. Primarily on the CW. Uh, Rhea, before we move on, just am I wrong in thinking there's an affair between like Archie and one of his teachers in this? Yes, his music teacher. Really? That's that's in here. That's like uh, one of the early things on. He he and I'm going. I don't kind of really know if I don't want Clark to see this, right. but you know, listen, he's a teenager, but yes, you are correct. I'm just saying that again, somebody looked at the Archie comics and was like, yeah, but what if he was also having sex with his teacher? And they said, all right, put it in. Let's make a yeah. show. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Angela, what is your uh, show you want to talk about this week? Uh, what'd you watch? I have a uh, breaking bad theme this week. Uh, right. Both of the shows I want to talk about had great cast members from one of the greatest TV shows of all time, Breaking Bad. Brand new show out on AMC Plus, starring the great 
Bob Odenkirk. The name of the show is Lucky Hank. They have only released two episodes. And I learned something by watching this because the premise is okay. He's kind of a washed up English professor at a mediocre school. And uh, he only wrote one novel. It was good, but he then got writer's block. I pretty much will watch anything Bob Odenkirk is in. Agreed. I loved him in Breaking Bad. I loved him probably even more on Better Call Saul. Uh, he was a great, he did skit comedy for many years with uh, David. Across, Mr. Show with Cross, Bob and right. David. He, Bob Odenkirk, he even did a great book, uh, movie where there was a scene in a bus where he beat the hell out of five guys. That was nobody. 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 That yep. was great. Bob Odenkirk is great. And he'll take anything and make it great. Yeah. Now, and I, my wife doesn't love it. He just did a commercial for the new season of MLB. They're using some uh, some yeah. famous stars to do kind of like promos. They use Sebastian Maniscalco. Very funny. But Bob Odenkirk did one, and it was fantastic. It was like 20 seconds, and I loved it. He's just so good. And his wife in this is a woman that is one of the most underrated beauties in TV history. Marielle Enos, redhead. Oh, oh there you spectaculoso. go. So I recommend Lucky Hank so far. My wife doesn't. She thinks it uh, doesn't work for her. And the other theme for Breaking Bad is I want to update Your Honor. Your Honor oh, saw sure, yeah. uh, the great Brian Cranston. It ended. It's done. No more. And they nailed the ending. The really? ending was great. It was really well done. It is so different than anything you've ever seen Brian Cranston in. But if you have not watched Your Honor yet on HBO Max, just binge the two seasons, 20 episodes. I like when a, se when a series is over and I know they got a good ending. Yeah. That makes me want to see it more. And it's they wrapped it up phenomenally. He was great in it. And I can highly recommend having seen it to the end now. Your Honor is great. And Lucky Hank has promise. That's what I would say. And so, just so I get, let me just go through everything. I don't want to leave anything out today. Succession, HBO Max. Do you recommend it, uh, uh, Jay Black? One million percent do I recommend it. Watch every episode right. three times. Well, Rhea and I think Daisy Jones and the Six is better. And that's on Amazon Prime. Whole first season now available. Check that out. Love is Blind stinks, but it is on Netflix. Yes. Also on Netflix is The the Law According to Liddy Poet on Netflix. Lydia. And Riverdale's on a whole bunch of places, CW, and on Netflix. And uh, Lucky Hank's on AMC Plus, and Your Honor's on HBO Max. So I just want to I, I give a two thumbs up to you for The Boston Strangler. Oh. Phenomenal. Oh. Phen I loved it. Loved it. Got to see that, Rhea. It's phenomenal. Yeah. You're right. Great actor. Kara Knightley. How good is she? Spectacular. It's. I didn't know half of what I thought I knew about the Boston Strangler because all I thought of was Andrew Tony. That's what I grew up with. <laughs> but I can't recommend it enough. Uh, real fast before we go, I'm looking at a picture of Muriel Enos here. She is beautiful. And she's also married to Alan Ruck, who is on Succession, all right. which is that's the universe telling you you got to watch, guys. That is not good. That uh, Alan Ruck 
uh, completely outkicked his coverage with Muriel. Edith. Yeah, that's my favorite. As- that's my favorite aspect of a woman is having low standards. That's exactly what I need. Uh, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Gail Cataldi making an appearance on the show yes. and crushing it in her first appearance on the show. So happy to have her. Angelo Ria, thank you for joining us. And uh, guys, I we appreciate you listening. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, I apologize for my hair. But as Ria said, more people should know about us. You can come see us on YouTube. If you like the show, please comment. Part of the reason why we talked about Daisy uh, um, Jones and the Six was somebody on YouTube mentioned we should talk more about it. Uh, we're going to talk next week about a, a suggestion somebody sent me on Twitter. Comment, rate, and review us on iTunes. It helps people find the show. Thank you so much for joining us. And we'll be back next week with the TV show. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the TV show. If you did, please like, subscribe, and review us on iTunes. It'll help people find the show. Also, please follow me on Twitter at jblackisfunny. You can send me suggestions and comments about the show there. Even mean ones. I'm an any attention is good attention kind of guy. We'll see you next week with another episode.